Everybody, welcome to It Just Says Check-In, episode 16 already of uh, Coombe TV. I hope you're all well. I hope you're still sane, you're safe, you're healthy. You're tuned back in again, that's the main thing. And I'm, I know it's nothing to do with me. It's to do with the coolest cat in the Coombe paddock is joining us tonight. He can hear me in the background and I can see him getting nervously chuckling away to that one already. Uh, it is, as you see at the bottom, we've got the main man, Steve Putt. Dilly dilly to everybody. I can see you joining in. Uh, hi, Tim Perry, Elliot Harris, Matt Parr, Dave Rogers, Jamie Peters Ennis. Good man. Good to see you on, my friend. Keep doing what you do. Don't let anyone stop you, mate. Jay Galvin, so good to see you all joining in. I've got to wet your whistle, I think, uh, at the moment. So I'm, I'm hoping this is going to work. Bear with me. It's a bit of a video clip. It might be a bit jumpy, but stick with it. Darren Duffield from Suffield and Emma Strawford, Chris Parr, Bass Carter. Good to see you all joining in, guys. Let's really get... Oh, Chris Mason, good to see you here, mate. Ben Hayward, you're flocking in, and I know why. It's this man. Let's check this one out. He says, just making sure he's got the audio on as well. got you in the mood nothing will and of course uh, it's only fair i'm gonna show you as you've called it the marshmallow toaster <laughs> you know it it really is the absolute beast that we love but let's bring in the real man himself as we bring in how you doing Putty. hello mate you right all good <laughs> i love you? it I, I love that that's what i love about you mate is we're like getting all excited getting all excited and you go all right. <laughs> yeah. how, how are you doing, mate? I, look at that. In the background, we've got the beaut of a car. I mean, it just looks awesome there. That must be teasing you. It is. It's it's um, a tricky situation having to look at it every day and not be able to go out. Although, to be fair, it is road legal, so um, the temptation's there. But um, try not to take it on the road too many times. 
<laughs> and I, yeah, I know you do do it, don't you? Uh, uh, and that just must be lethal. Let, let's let's address the very first thing. Um, and, and you knew I was going to do this. And I think it's a, it's a it's a valuable area to address. You talk about taking it out to the street. I've had conversations with you and your dad, the main man, Chris, and uh, uh, he's, yeah. he's just as cool, is that literally it was either get you on the race circuit or you were going to kill yourself on the roads. Yeah, in, in, in a matter of speaking, it was it was one of those, you know, I mean, the day I passed my test, I think I did three tanks of fuel in a 1.4 Civic and I didn't come back home for three days. I just drove and drove and drove and drove and that's all I wanted to do. And um and then, yeah, and then I got faster cars, more powerful cars, way too much for my talent at the time. And I was writing things off left, right, and center. And and it was one of those. And Dad was just like, you, you got to stop what you're doing. Um, let me get you on the track. And, and, he, and he stuck me on a few track days and things like that. And then I did my odds test. And, and that was that. I just, I'm not interested at that point. I mean, I think I was 17 or 18 when I first did my first race at Castle Game. And um, that was it. It didn't look back. You know, it's a completely different ball game when you're on a racetrack. You may think that you're driving fast on the streets, but when you go onto a racetrack and everything's a lot more safer, you can push your own boundaries, the car's boundaries, and everything's in a safe, you know, location. Um, yeah, that that was a good turning point. And um, yeah, I'm very very grateful to my old man for uh, pushing me in that direction because who knows? You never know. And, and that's really why I sort of addressed there, if you call it the elephant in the room, is that I know that you're like a converted person. You don't preach about it, but frankly, I'm sure I know that if someone was in front of you, you would sort of like go, look, guys, from experience, stop it. And this is down in Plymouth where I went yeah. to university down there as well. And I know that the, the A road down there is tempting at the best of times. It is. You know, there's a lot of fast roads around here, as I'm sure there is in most places. And um, there's a lot of places that you can hide and, you know, get away with certain things. And, you know, I've, I've got myself into a lot of trouble and, you know, and, and there's been some very close calls and, and I know a lot of people that have, you know, not got, not got away with it. And then, yeah, I think um, the track is where you want to be. If you want to drive fast, get yourself to Coombe. It's our local track. Um, you know, and there's, I don't think any more needs to be said, really. It's just, that's the place to do it. It is, it is. And and although we've got that absolute monster there behind you, it doesn't need to be, and we'll come on to that in a minute, but it doesn't need to be all of that that you got behind you. You can get out in these track days in, in anything these days. Absolutely. I mean, we, um, like I say, this goes way, way back. I mean, me and my dad, the first car that we built together was a, an RX-7 FC, um, 1986 it was. And um, at that time, we, we had five or six subs in the boot and it had all the stereo installs and all the stuff, all the show stuff. And the day before the track day, we'd strip it all out and go on a racetrack, you know, and, the, and it would, it would do like one thirties around Castle Coombe, you know, it was nothing special, but the, 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 the fact is that we'd go home with a smile on our face and, you know, and it, it really, it doesn't, doesn't matter what you take on the track. It, the feeling that the track gives you is something different than you'll ever find anywhere else. It's it, absolutely right. I mean, whenever I'm hosting the Castle Coombe Racing School is that, you know, people always sort of like love the fact they can do it and they can drive something quick. And I always say, guys, remember, speed's for the racetrack, not for the roads, because you've got people coming in the opposite direction. You don't know what they're going to do. And it's there is a place to be responsibly irresponsible, I think. Is exactly. <laughs> it's, a place, it's a place where you're allowed to let your hair down, I guess, exactly. which I've got quite a lot of, so I can do that quite All a lot. Right. 
All right, don't rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> but this absolute monster behind you, and, uh, you know, we did share a second ago, the, the belching flames from the back. I still, to this day, my best memory of that car was, uh, I've lost track now, it had probably been a couple of years ago, um, possibly even your, your Class A championship winning year, so what's that, 2018? Yeah. That, we had a, a race at the end of the day of the last race meet of the year. Everything was knocked back a little bit, unfortunately, due to delays. And it was starting to get dark by like quarter past six, wasn't it? And yeah. the race tried to keep going for as long as it could, but it had to stop. But the best thing was that you could see the flames from your car. I was in the old paddock commentary yeah. box and I could see it everywhere. <laughs> it, was, it was a funny one because I, I can see the every, even in the daylight when I'm racing, I can see the flames flashing in my rearview mirror. Really? But when we when we raced in that situation, the entire car was lighting up, and it was giving me like a little bit of that. I couldn't see really for a very split second. I was like, it was it stuns you, and um, yeah, that was that was a cool little um, a cool little race. That was I really really enjoyed that. I think we should do some more night races, or at least dusk races anyway, because that was a good good race. That was. And I know we've had that numerous times from uh, from people in this uh, in the chat that have been saying, "Oh, we should have a night race or a dusk race." I mean, a night race I don't think we'll ever be able to. Uh, a little different kettle of fish that one, I think maybe. <laughs> it is, it is, and I think we've got neighbours to keep happy. But uh, a dusk one, you know, it's not out of the question. But we had an issue there, didn't we? That not all of the cars had headlights when they went into that. That's right. Yeah, I mean, uh, the headlights even on uh, a race during the daytime. You know, headlights are really beneficial. I use mine quite a lot, and it is really nice to see when someone else is coming up behind you, especially on a hot lap, for example, on a qualifying session, or or maybe if there's a guy and you haven't quite caught him in the mirror and they're giving you a you know, flash and whatever, it's it's really, really advantageous to the driver in front if you've got a set of headlights that work, even though it's not the rules. But, you know, I think in a dusk, uh, a dusk race, it would, just, it would have to be um, lights or you're not on the track, isn't it? Uh, absolutely and plus when it's raining all of that sort of stuff it's it's important to do just got mm. loads of people tuning in as well mark mitchell good to see you here jed doyle dilly dilly watching you on tonight dorsey uh i am back oh, we're on the beer there um 1664 was that <laughs> i've just i'm still on the gin don't you panic uh matt call evening all <laughs> Gerald Howe, Chris Hignall. Hopefully you can see something now because it said, uh, uh, you said, you, is it me? You just can't see anything. John Morley says, um, uh, hope to see Chris Putt on here too. Where's your old man then? Uh, Dad's watching at the other end of the house somewhere. Well, the other, the other end. I sound like it's a bloody mansion, but he's, yeah. he's in the next he's, room behind me. Sorry. He's, <laughs> he's in the east wing, is he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, Chris, there you go. At some point, you've got to pop through that door in the background and we've got to say yeah. hello to you as well, mate. Do come yeah, absolutely. on in. Absolutely. The driving force behind the whole project that we've got going on is really, Dad. He really is. Yeah, 100%. He's on here. He works on it when, like, night and day. You know, I'm not around so much anymore. I've got my own company now. You know, throwing excuses under the sun here. But, um, yeah, no, he pumps, some, he pumps some serious hours into this car. And without him, this car would not be what it is today, 100%. And, and this is the, is that right, that the, the, the stats that we had? I mean, you've had something like, was it 50, um, 50 podiums, over 50 podiums, Class A trophy in the Cascum GT in 2018. But the point I was going to pick up on is that this RX-7 is the only car you've ever raced. Yeah, it is. Um, I've never done any karting, never done, I've never raced anything else, really. Um, like I say, this car, I had this when I was 16 years old, this car um it was meant to be my first car but 
the day after we got it on the driveway, it was stripped, caged, coilovers. Um, like a week later, it was a track car. Um, and then, what do you know, couldn't get insurance on it. Um, and then, so it just stayed being a track day car. Um, and so, yeah, I literally, I, this is the only thing I've ever driven, really. This, is, this has been it. And, and the reason why I say that is that you're talking about all the work that your dad puts in, you as well. And to be fair, there's a few other guys there that rock up uh, and do some decent work on the car as well, even if it's, if it's the, uh, the, the UG work, whatever it is, there's a good old team of you. Yeah. And that has at times nearly been thrown out of the window, that car, hasn't it? And yet it's never tempted you to go anywhere else, no matter what problems it's caused you. Caused you. It's yeah. like a woman that you've fallen in love with and it doesn't matter. You've got to keep running. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I, I think there's a serious love-hate relationship with this. Um, as I'm sure it is with everyone's race cars, you know, racing does test you. Um, and it tests your, your car, you know, mechanically. It tests your brain. It tests your, your talent. Um, and, you know, I'm sure nine times out of ten, it's probably me that's broke the car. But, um, yeah, every time we've always got it around, changed it, made some more adjustments, modifications, improved it in different areas and um, just keep plugging away at it really, you know. I mean, we, we build it on the driveway on axle stands and we don't have any serious motorsport knowledge or anything. We just keep going, well, that didn't work that week, did it? So we'll change this for next week and see how that works and then keep going and going and going. Which I guess that, that whole puzzle is probably what's entertaining for, for your old man as well as much as for you. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he's he's engineer by trade. I'm an engineer by trade. And this did, it, we didn't start out to go racing, you know, we just, we like building things. Um, and, and that's what it was originally until we started winning some stuff and we're like, well, that was good, isn't it? And then, uh, <laughs> and then, and then ended a few more races and then won a couple more. And then, you know, and then we start getting beat. And that's the main thing is when you get beat and you're like, oh, I didn't like that. Let's, let's, let's make it faster. Um, and so, yeah, it's just a, it's a snowboard and then, and then it is to what it is today, really. And what I love is that uh, I know that we um, uh, we kind of like hung out, hung out after the last race of the 2018 season when you clinched the Class A on that last weekend. And we sort of like crashed out and had a few beers in the paddock. Big Nath was there as well. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, you kind of went, yeah, that's it now. I've, I've kind of done it. You know, I've, I've, I've done it, so I don't need to, uh, to stay there. And you did take that break. What I'm loving is that, as frustrating as it is with the circumstances, but you couldn't stay away. You were set to come back again this year, weren't you? Yeah, this year was going to be like dip a toe in the water again. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that, that, that I, I quit or anything like that. It was just the, the fight for the, the, the Class A Championship was a long battle for us personally you know that's what we set out to do uh, probably four or five years beforehand and we just had failure after failure things didn't go away that you know and and it was it we really did just get beat up by it and the, and the amount of effort and not to mention money as well that went into it and the dedication that you need to have in order to try and be consistently at the top was just super draining and once once we managed to you know achieve that we just felt like it was like this massive like i learned that and that was that and it was just like right that's it now break time um you know and that's again it's the right time for me personally because i set up my company as well um and just take a chill take a step back start enjoying the car because it did become a fight it was a real fight um and we and we didn't want to lose sight of why we're doing it 
you know, and, and miss those happy days because a, a lot of times we were going home and we were, like, really pissed off. Um, and, yeah. you know, that's part like of you say, you the race, you isn't it? that you were trying to enjoy it, don't you, then? Exactly, yeah. We're all there to have fun. And when, you, and when you're getting beaten up like that, it, it, it does take it out of you. So, um, yeah, the, the idea of this year was to, to get back there. We are going to do a couple of races at uh, Coombe GTs at the start of the season. Um, head back over to the Euros Balloon Championship with BRE, uh, Buck yeah. and do Donington, Silverstone, Brands Hatch and all the tracks that we miss and we love. And then go back to Coombe again at the end of the season, do the GT Finals, Motors TV Day and, you know, just pick and part, part what we want to do. Um, obviously that hasn't happened now, unfortunately, but maybe next year we can come back and, and have a good old, a good old laugh. That's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, that car is just a laugh. It's a showpiece as well. Did you, right. There's two things that are just niggling at me that I got to make sure I don't forget. First of all, uh, did you set out for it to be more than just a race car and it become this show car? And secondly, after you secured the class A and you had that, how tempted at any point were you guys at saying we've done it sell it um selling it has never ever been on the cards whatsoever we've both said that the only way this car is leaving is if it burns to the ground um so <laughs> fingers crossed that doesn't happen but it will it's be around to a motorhome though <laughs> it did happen to the motorhome unfortunately yeah <laughs> let's not talk about that one no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no i mean we didn't set up it yeah it's a show car in in certain respects but it was never meant to i i think you know i think function over form and function is fashionable at the moment if that makes sense yeah, yeah. um and so yeah it's nice and sparkly and blue and stuff but everything else on it is there for a purpose so even if it was black or white it would still look exactly the same as what it does today no, absolutely. Well, I mean, hence, you know, it's really cool, the sponsors and, and the supporters that you got involved with you. Forge Motorsport, we see it emblazoned in the background there. Top guys, and of course, we have the Forge Action yeah. Day at Castle Coombe. All the action days that we're missing at the moment that you're a regular at, um, especially with yeah. all the support of people like Forge Motorsport, Cobra Seats, Canems. Is that the right way to say it, Canems? Yeah, that's right, Canems Engine Management. Yeah. Uh, silicon hoses, Powerflex bushes, pipe cross air filters, GMD Euro Tool, 44 Wheel Company, and of course you've got your own company, Elite Marine Services involved. But uh, yeah, it, they they probably don't do quite as much other than provide you, I guess. No, <laughs> it's a it's a, uh, a shameless bit of promotion for myself, isn't it? Absolutely, you have to do it. <laughs> no, there's no question. Look, I've even done it. Do you see it across the bottom there? Look, EliteMarineServices.co.uk. Oh, yeah. That's Steve's. What what do they do? What do you do? Uh, so we're um, uh, a marine engineering company. Um, funnily enough, boats is what my trade is. Um, so worked on everything from speed boats up to, you know, multi-million pound super yachts. Um, and then, yeah, a couple of years ago, just thought, you know what, it's time for me to make the next step in my own career. So set up a company with one of my closest friends. And, um, and then we've got some engineers working for us now in a nice unit and just plugging away and just trying to make our own bread, really, you know, and that's pretty much what we do. 
Oh, I can relate to that. Uh, make your bread in what you love is is a great way to do it. And uh, we both of us are lucky enough to be doing that at the moment. Well, lucky enough and work hard enough to make it work, I guess. But, um, you know, that included you. Uh, you had me on the edge of my seat leading into this show because so everybody knows, ladies and gentlemen, is that everybody that's coming on this show, I've got basically a green room at the bottom of this where I, I have like someone could pop in now. And until I press enter the stream, they just stay in the green room there. The idea is, is that all of our guests get here quarter to ten to so that we just make sure everything's OK and we're ready to go. <laughs> Not Mr. Putt. <laughs> Too cool for school, is it? He just rocks up. I message him and then suddenly he goes, oh, yeah, four minutes to. Yeah, I'm here, mate. I was there. I was just waiting to push the last button. <laughs> but in fairness, joking aside, is that that was because you were called out earlier. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I mean, it's been a nice weather down here and the water is super busy. I mean, I went out myself on, uh, on my boat this afternoon with my missus uh, and on the way back in and there was a couple of guys stranded on the rocks with uh, a flat battery. So um, just managed to get them off the rocks and then towed them back in, got them back to the slipway up on the trailer and then just made it home just for our chat tonight. So that was a bit of a, an un unexpected call, that one. So. You're a legend, mate. You still made it here. That's what I like to hear. It's yeah. absolutely wicked. To, I was looking at the watch and I was dragging the guys in. I was like, I've got to be back in a minute. Yeah, just ditch them. That's fine. You got them close yeah. enough to the shore. <laughs> I love it. Well, we've still got loads of comments coming in. Uh, Jamie Callender, good to see you watching, mate. Evening, Sir Chris and everyone. Uh, Tim Perry, one of the uh, the mighty... Where did that one go? Uh, problem is... There we go. Uh, Tim Perry, one of the Mighty Orange Army. Hey, putty, she's behind you. So he's just warning you that the uh, the butte's behind you there, so be careful. Uh, <laughs> even and all from so many people, let's have a look at this. Elliot Harris, early question for Steve. What made you change from that mental rotary to the almighty LS you have now? Oh, Jill, the question that I get asked more than any other question. Um, it Basically, it, it comes down to, and this, this is... Black and white for a lot of people, and, and people may disagree with it, but the rotary for me was amazing. It absolutely screamed its nuts off, um, but it just didn't quite have the power that would sustain a race, or not a race, but like a championship. Um, it's all very well. I mean, I was doing four rotary engines a year, um, and because we were ringing it to the inch of, it, of the inch of its neck, and and all the other guys, you know, they're running. Well, like so your Simon Norris's and stuff at that, at that time anyway in, in a thousand horsepower Evos and the little rotary was just screaming it was getting red hot the whole engine just glow and it just wasn't sustainable to, to win a championship which is what I wanted to do um, so yeah we, we, we had a long think about it and there was so many different engine packages that we were looking at um, and we stumbled upon the LS7 which is all aluminium um, most of the LS, well, all the other LS's are um, cast iron so we got specs out and looked at compared the weights and everything the weights were pretty similar um and then when we got it we cut the front end of the car off chucked the uh, chucked the engine in and then managed to get the balance 50 50 so we didn't lose anything from when the old rotary was in there in the first place um and they weighed i think the, the v8 weighed 40 kilos lighter than the rotary that i took out of it um and it makes bags more torque and I don't have to worry about it. I don't even have to change a plug on the thing. It is, it's insane. Um, whereas the rotary was just melting itself. Um, so that was that's what it came down to. It was it was all show, sing and dance with the rotary, but it just wasn't possible to get a championship with that engine in the car at the time. 
it's one of those things that, I mean, it was, it, the rotary was ingenious, but there's a reason why it was not in other cars as well. <laughs> it's a thing. I mean, I, I, I literally, I'd, I'd love a rotary again and I do miss it a lot. Um, you know, if I went down the three rotor package or the four rotor package, for example, it would be sustainable and it would create loads and loads more power, but it'd also be a lot heavier than the LS that's in there at the moment. Uh, so right. that was our, our main decision maker really was the weight gain um, and the weight distribution throughout the car. So the rotaries work, don't get me wrong. I mean, um, I mean, I used to, I used to build them towards the end um, and then map them myself, went through all the other rotary builders in the country and there's and there's some sick rotaries out there and they do go on and on and on but i don't know whether it's just me or the car or but we used to break them a lot right yeah well i think it's probably a mix of both knowing you steve to be honest but <laughs> maybe yeah <laughs> but the the thing as well one of the things i'm loving there is that you're talking about you know like the the, the balance and, and and weight distribution and things like that it, 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 you guys between you seem to somehow be able to cover every element because I've seen that big car behind you literally on tiny things and balance absolutely amazingly. Oh, you're talking about the video of the car on the, on the, on the jacks? I've seen it in person as well. I can't remember whether it's at Coombe or when I was yeah. at Silverstone, but, you know, it's like going, that is just insane. That You know, it doesn't look like it would be balanced, but it is. No, no. I mean, with it, that was a crucial element of the RX-7 because the RX-7, it, out of the factory, it, it has near-perfect weight distribution and, and that's why it's quick. Um, and so we needed to retain that. <clears throat> and um, so that was a big factor in producing the drive chain that's in there at the moment. Um, and so we have, um, yeah, I think we have something like 49, 51% distribution at the moment, front to back so. It's, uh, it, it does balance on the jack stands, which no one no one seems to believe, but uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> I know, you have to see it to believe it. It is amazing. Um, going through, so uh, Nathan Nichols, evening boys. Um, yeah. There we go. Someone's putting themselves up. Jake Cox is saying, favourite RX-7 might really want a passenger ride in it. <laughs> I think Jake's been after me for a long time for a passenger ride, actually. I'll have to, I'll have to hook him up one day, but uh, yeah, for sure, I'll keep you, I'll keep you on the list, mate. Yeah, because you do sort of take people out in them, don't you, at the some of the action days where you're allowed to, don't you? I do. Um, I mean, predominantly it's at the Forge days because um, we have a lot of time to go on the track and, you know, as many sessions as I would like to have uh, during a Forge day, which is... Um, um, I'm really grateful for. So at that time, I'm able to then take some people out and relax. If I go to something like a spring action day, for example, um, for me, it's cheap testing. I can just rock up, pay 30 quid, get on a track, do 15 minutes, which is if I wanted to just maybe dial in a set of brake pads or something before a race in a couple of weeks' time, I'll go and use it as that. Um, and so in those situations, it's just, I mean, I'm working, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the Forge days, I, I love the Forge days. They're insane. Um, there's always such a good crowd there, really, really well run. Um, they run a tight ship as well, and it's always really, really well organized. So I get, I get to get on the track and take some people out um, uh, and try and make some people sick, which we've done in the last couple of years, which was quite funny. And before you say it, Matt Part, no, I know that I won't be going out with Steve or anyone else. I'm a big wimp when it comes to that. I love <laughs> talking about it. I can be okay in the driver's seat, but no, I'm not very good in the passenger. Talking of which, your good lady, you uh, you even managed to sort of scare the bejesus out of her as well. 
I did, bless her. Um, <laughs> there is, the video is on Facebook and YouTube. Um, I took her out for a spin and um, around Castle Coombe and she didn't have the strength in her, in her upper body on her neck to hold the helmet up. Yeah. And every time I put my foot on the brakes, the helmet would put in the dashboard. It's like bang, and then I'd go around Corey or camp or something, and her head would be here like this, going. And um, I think one time I was I was worried. I thought, come I haven't strapped her in properly, so I'm going up um, up round Folly, and I think I've just kicked into sixth gear, doing about one forty, and I took my hand off, and I was trying to get a, a seatbelt going tighter like this, and because that's the only chance I had to take my my hand off the steering wheel. Um, so, but in in return, I let her drive the car, um, and so oh. then she she then did a session driving the car. Um, and she drove it really, really well. Oh, cool. That's interesting to see because we sometimes see that where you get other halves that are really good. Um, I remember that Will De Claudio's uh, wife, Amelia. By the way, congratulations to those two. They've just had a little baby. So congratulations to the De Claudios. But I remember that uh, Amelia was at the racing school and she was brilliant. And Will kind of went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a scary moment. I was, I was a little bit concerned, but I think I was more concerned. I mean, I, I went out. Um, I couldn't go in the passenger seat with her. I was just, uh, I was, I was, I was pacing up and down the pit lane. Um, and in the end, Dad went out with her, and Dad gave us some really good tuition. Um, it's all on video. It was really, really good to see. Um, I think he was going right, power on, power on, power on, off, off, right, change gear. Like, he was getting well into it. And I was just biting my nails and trying to down as many pumps as I could. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, no, the car came back safe. And um, this time, um, Forge Action Day this year, should be taken out again. Okay. When is Forge Action Day? When is that one? Cause oh, I've got it on the planner behind me. I could. It's just about September, weather. September, October. I've forgotten now. Okay, so fingers crossed. We still don't know. Before anyone starts asking us, we don't genuinely know because obviously we're having to wait for things. It's good news that testing and private uh, uh, track days mm. are, are starting to, to happen. The problem yeah. is, as you know, Steve, is that the action days, the crowds are massive. You can't move in the paddock. They are. Um, and that's, action days are great. You know, it's really, really good to see because it's such a an eclectic like bunch of cars and enthusiasts and people from different backgrounds. Um, you know, don't get me wrong race days. You can, it's, um, it's nowhere near as busy as an action day. An action day on the track is kind of scary in a way, <clears throat> especially when you're in uh, a quick, quick car. Um, and then the test days you can, you can be out there with maybe four or five cars and not see anyone because you're all the same sort of pace. Um, but action day wise, it, the, the crowds at Coombe are like nothing I've ever seen. You know, it's, it's different. There's no other track with crowds like Coombe. No way. It, yeah, literally, the paddock and everything, you're like this, aren't you? And then you get some yeah. numpty uh, come up to you with a microphone and try and interview you all the time. <laughs> yeah, you usually caught me off guard every single time, don't you? Would I? Would I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, good question. Tim Perry from the Orange Army. Steve, what are your aspirations for the future of your <coughs> racing career? Uh, do you know what? It's... It's just to, to have fun. It really is just comes down to that. You know, I, I, I don't want to challenge anyone for a championship. I don't want to um, put the stress on the car anymore, stress on family anymore. Um, it's just literally do as many races as possibly can, you know, try and take down some big guys um, and, and just have fun every single race, just one race at a time. That's, that's all we want to do. 
and in fairness, and you know that this is what probably another reason why I come to you because I like to be a showman with my commentary style. You are a showman on the circuit and everything. You enjoy putting on that show in that in that beast of the car behind you, don't you? Yeah, it's quite funny. I think <laughs> I do enjoy it because it's the reason the reason that I'm there is because. Uh, is is it's like everyone else is petrol head everyone's there to watch for the same reason and i mean i think every single qualifying session that i've done at coom um the the warm-up lap i've drifted around uh, around quarry every single time <laughs> and, and everyone loves it and I, it's not because it's just it's just nice to see and if i was in the crowd i'd be standing up and just going crazy and it's just, it's why people go to to watch racing they want to see a bit of action you want to see a bit of close calls and just a bit of yeah. That's just nice to see. Absolutely, you know, know that you know I'm I'm all for that without question. I'm going to have to uh, read and paraphrase this one uh, out. Dave Rogers, uh, one of the Orange Army, dilly dilly, um, and you know I've got to paraphrase this one, Dave. Stevie, last season on that hot day, <laughs> uh, did the setup. What was it? Uh, did the setup you and your dad made up with the water bottle to cool the roll, roll cage work? Ah, so you and your dad had some kind of setup with a uh, water no, bottle to cool it. the roll cage, and he said that was <laughs> no, genius. No, it, it wasn't to cool the roll cage. It was my drinking bowl, um, and because it was, it was. I think it was like one of the hottest days of the year or something. And inside the RX, it gets really, really hot to the to the point where you can barely touch the roll cage, which is why I think you might have got a bit confused. Um, and, and the metal inside the car is you, you can barely touch it and and it gets when i'm racing usually I'm, it, i get quite like sweaty brown and, and i have to wipe it quite a lot um on a hot day so we basically just cable tied a drinks bottle to the back of the roll cage and then we ran some silicon hose across the top of the roll cage and into my helmet and that was my drinks bottle for that one race right okay off the cuff, like we need to sort something out here because i'm going to die else so yeah <laughs> I remember it well because a lot of the drivers were saying it was just awful. And I think that it's why yeah. it's now allowed in, I can't remember what it is now, but I'm sure they're allowed the, the, the scoops on the roof now to sort of try and get some air coming in because that was just, I, I don't know how much difference that will really make, but the fact that there was none, people were struggling yeah. dramatically on that day, weren't we? I, I, I was a bit worried that we could have had something nasty happen that day and we got away with it, I think, to be fair. Yeah, it was. I remember it was awesome because we, we all stood, stood around thinking, Oh, track temperature is going to be the highest it's ever been. We're all going to break all the records ever. And then we were like, what if I pass out after three minutes? Like, <laughs> and and that was feasible, got, wasn't it? It could have happened. Yeah, you, you got, by the time you've got your base layer on and your overalls, then you've got your balaclava on, you know, your helmet. And then, you know, we've got little windows and scoops and vents and whatever, what have you. But, um, you know, I mean, personally for me, my I've got to redesign the scoops a little bit because when you're doing sixth gear down, um, down straight, the air blasting into you is so strong it actually makes your eyes water really um, so i end up shutting my windows which is obviously <laughs> besides the point but um yeah it's uh, hot days can be a blessing and a curse at the same time yeah so that answers that one uh, uh dave like this one jake cox has said and i'm going to double barrel this question actually he says Steve, how much power are you aiming to get out of the beast so let me go first of all how much is it up to at the minute and what are you guys aiming for um it's never been on a dyno so we don't know what it's doing at the moment yeah. um and can i have that like i don't know like two thousand horsepower that would be nice wouldn't it yeah. <laughs> have you got any gut instinct what it might be yeah we do no nah, we do it's um i don't know yeah i know what it is 
<laughs> I'm loving that. I mean, there's there's uh, a lot of people have been saying. I'm trying to think if I got it in here, but 600 horsepower. I've heard, but I've also heard that it's potentially more than that as well. It's, it's upwards of that. Love it. <laughs> That's a good enough answer for me, mate. Keeps it clean. Um, it's a good question. Mike Cotton says, ever tempted to start a new project? Not You said that that's not being up for sale, but an additional no. project. Um, yeah, funny enough, we've been talking about it recently. Really? <clears throat> um, yeah, so we have a, um, a spare engine package for this car. Um, and for one reason or another, the engine in the car got modified in one direction and the spare engine on the bench got modified in a different direction. And now it's not really suitable to go back in the car. So we end up having this spare LS7 on a on the engine stand in the corner of the garage, and we're like, "What should we do with it?" So we're we're talking about putting it in something silly like a caterham or something. I'm not sure yet, but um, <laughs> we've got we've got plenty more things we've got plenty more things to do on the RX7 before we go down that road. But it is in the back of our minds for sure. Wowzers! I, I'm looking forward to that, and I think there's probably a whole load of people who just passed out. The idea of that in a in a no weight caterer or something would just be phenomenal. Yeah, uh, I'm going to pitch this one because uh, Matt Coyle, who's the uh, coordinator for the Saloon Car Championship, I polish boats and motorhomes, so he's got his his company. So bear that in mind. He does do that, and he's done my it. motorhome, and he does a blooming good job, I have to say. Good my job. Poor, my poor motorhome, all on its own at the moment. Um, uh, Elliot Harris has also said um, oh it didn't work let me try that again sorry it's not coming up there we go good to hear from Steve what's the chance of a passenger ride sometime this year <laughs> um, never know same as, same as normal for that question it's going to be forge action day yeah, just got to yeah. get, get in forge action day and just get in there early find me in the pits um, usually on a forge action day I'll have a list of people that I have to take out, yep. such as um, bosses, wives, and things like that. And then there'll be some free time in the afternoon to take out some friends and that. So get to Forge Action Day, get in there early, come and find me, and it'll make it happen. I can't believe the bosses trust you with their wives. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> they, usually do, they usually do better than the bosses, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jamie Peters Ennis, uh, you're welcome, my friend. Keep strong. Um, Steve, ever tempted to race a C1? You know, like this, I should have been commentating at yeah. Silverstone next weekend on the C124 hour. Yeah, ever... no, I've been watching a lot of their stuff. It looks, it looks pretty fun. Like, really? Good. Yeah, no. If I had a little bit more spare time, then um, and probably a bit more spare cash, and then I'd be there for sure. Yeah, because I mean, you think of the likes of uh, of the Prebbles that obviously uh, racing some monster equipment, and yet they have some of their best fun in the in the C1 and do well. Yeah, it's the same when I mean when the Prebbles, you know them them two are phenomenal drivers, the pair of them. Um, you know, and when Gary Gary left the DTs to go into saloons, you know the racing went from leading the pack by a mile to getting challenged. And I'm sure that was real, real fun for him. And um, yeah, I've, I've been looking at the saloons as well. I think an, an RX-8 might be on the cards. I don't know yet. Ooh, there you go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, hot off the press. And Matt Coyle's probably salivating right now, um, <laughs> the, the coordinator. I love that from the commentary box perspective. That would be awesome. And of course, you've got the hot hatches to have a, you know, be able to do something a little bit crazy if it's not a full championship. You know, there's there's some good stuff at yeah. Goom, as we know. I just put small tires on the RX-7. That'll, I'll still be able to enter, surely. 
<laughs> of course, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to put this up, but I know the answer. We haven't really got time for it, but I'm going to just so he doesn't think I've ignored it. He's saying, can you start the car up? What I will take it is, have you started the car up much recently? Um, yeah, started up this morning. We went out to the driveway, out of wash and got reversed back in and that's that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I could start the car up, but it'll be mega loud. Um, so, yeah. How long would that take you to do that, any as well, anyway? don't know. It depends it's... on the starts, doesn't it? It'll probably take me, I don't know, 30 seconds. Oh, really? I can do it if you want. Is it viable? Yeah, go on then. Go on then. I'm sure that all of you are going, no, shut up, Dorsey. Let him do it. Let him do it. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Coy, you see, that's how it was. Just gently, gently encourage him to do it. And I'm going to shut up now so we can hear this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is awesome. I love the fact the coats were blowing away in the background there and uh oh, were they? that was just incredible. That was your fumes now. <laughs> oh yeah, you will. <laughs> Uh, but, well, interestingly, yeah. the, the funny oh, thing was, is Tim Perry even turned around and said, problem with starting the car is he may set the coats alight. Well, you certainly had him uh, billowing in the wind there. So uh, that, was, <laughs> that was close. Thank you for that, Mr. Park. That yeah. was awesome. Um, <laughs> interesting, interesting question. Jed Doyle, does the, uh, Jed Doyle, sorry, does the RX-7 have a pet name? Have you named um, No, it doesn't, actually. No, I've never been one to name cars personally. Um, is it a she or so a no, he? Have you gone that far? Uh, it's always got to be a she, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's always got to be a she. <laughs> Can't ride a man, come on. <laughs> the sooner we move on, the better from that one. <laughs> <laughs> Becky, dilly dilly, everyone. Uh, I will just quickly put this up. Joanna Wingate, when are the bike track days back on? Keep an eye on the website and the social media. That's all I can say. Obviously, I don't know. I don't work directly for the circuit. I've been asked to host this on behalf of them. Sort of on behalf of them. It's more for, for all of you, to be honest with you. Um, but keep an eye out because we're starting to get those noises. We can get something happening. Um, here we go. James Lutner, uh, one of the photographers. Flaming good car. Looking fabulous in the blue also. I bet Steve's grateful for the extra cushioning at Tower. Oh, yeah, 100%. You had a big one there, didn't you? Yeah, had a really big off in Tower. Um, I can't remember what it was. I think I think I just made a, a serious mistake and just locked the fronts up, and I was not stopping. And obviously, as you know, Tower has no runoff. Um or you know, not a lot of the corners at Castle Coombe have any runoff, do they? But um, <laughs> they only recently put the the um, the foam cushioning around the tire barrier like that season, and I went straight in, and then I think all I had was a broken wing mirror, and I went straight back out for the next race. It, it was oh, a godsend because usually if you're going in, if you're going in at Castle Coombe, you ain't coming out really, um, <laughs> and uh, it's a scary moment. Tower is probably my most scariest corner of the of this track i think i love i love quarry love camp tower for me is, we've always had a love-hate relationship yeah yes yeah, so if you're going off there you're in trouble 
Which is why I think we've had one or two of the guests we've had on uh, uh, in the earlier episodes have actually said it's their favourite because of what you're saying is it's a real really? challenge. It can be underestimated how much of a challenge it because everybody thinks quarry and it's like, no, 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 you know, uh, um, big, big old challenge up at Tower and, of course, as you say, camp. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, those, those barriers, I forgot what they're called now. Someone will tell me in a bit what they're called again. I always forget what they are, but uh, they are just amazing uh, how much it can uh, keep the cars in the race. Joseph Bates, uh, I'm still saving for that passenger ride. Keep going. You never know. Yeah. Matt, Matt Get Paros. a point, and then you better have one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Parr, presumably laughing at my comment about the uh, going out in the uh, <laughs> as a passenger. I'm a, I'm a wimp. Uh, Ilsa Cox, our very own Queen of Coombe. You are bonkers, Mr. Punt. Love, Mr. Putt. Love you. <laughs> uh, it was his class. Probably one of the greatest drivers around, you know. And um, I've actually, I was looking through my laptop the other day and looking through some old videos and stuff. And I, and I, um, I've got a video of her dash cam, and she was hunting me down in this particular race uh, in the GTs. And all it was was just flame over her windscreen. <laughs> yeah. um, and after it, <laughs> she was like, "You melted my belt, my bumper putty." I was like, "Can you send me the footage?" And I found it a couple of days ago. I forgot I had it. It was amazing. After uh, <laughs> YouTube or something. Quality. We've had some good races, me and Ilsa. Definitely. I mean, she is. She's an absolute uh, queen of Castle Coombe. I mean, hence, uh, I'm just going to quickly bring, hopefully, is that going to work? Where is it? Right. Let me just bring up this. We did have it up earlier, but yes, that flame there <laughs> out the back, which for the car chasing, that's not very friendly, is it? It's a kind of bit, a bit wacky race, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird one because it did it, it did it with the rotary that we had in there, and it does it with the V8 we have now, and we we pull a lot of fuel out of the car as well to try and make it more economical, so you have to run less fuel. Um, you know, we try not to have too much fuel on overrun, and yet it just consistently just pumps flames out. Um, and all we can put it down to is the design of the exhaust that we that we run through the car because it goes through the middle to the gearbox, or sorry, underneath the car to the gearbox, and it comes up inside. Um, and then we run the back box actually in the in the boot, um, and that's just to make room for the aero and the diffusers and stuff. So we we've all had yaps about this, and like, how is it consistently doing these flames? When we keep turning the fuel down and turn it down and turn it down, and it's just still doing it. Um, so we just think it's just collecting in in this in this S bend that we've got going up into the car, and that's the only thing we can put down to at the moment. I believe you, party millions wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing it deliberate. You're doing it deliberate. It's not on a button on the dashboard. Whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to put this up because you've had your answer now. Lewis Huddy, Steve, what noise does your car make now? You've heard it. You've heard it now. So we know that it's good. <laughs> Just awesome noises without question. Let me turn off the share screen. Right. Uh, where have I gone? It's gone down. Sorry. I know loads of you are coming in with comments. So let me get through some of these. Uh... I can't see them as quick as you. No, good. Don't don't go looking because I told you it would distract you. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the start of this was, but Jake Cox said, is this a question for the paddle shift? I'm not sure what that is, but what the reason I have put that up is that, and in fact, Taylor Norton uh, has also said, have you put a paddle shift? I saw the video. You have, haven't you? We have. Um, literally over lockdown. <clears throat> and this was it. The lockdown was the problem there. Um, <laughs> so we obviously, we got the car ready. Um, 100% back to you know, race spec and we were literally itching to go back out and then the lockdown happened and everyone else, well not everyone else, sorry, but 
you know, people with projects have got something to do, and we're just twiddling our thumbs like, we've got nothing to do, we've, the car's done. I'm like, well, what else can we do to it? And we're looking at turbo superchargers, and that wasn't really feasible. And then paddle shift came up, and we were like, that's that would be cool. So, um, on down came the paddle shift, and um, dad's just been tinkering with it recently. And we've, uh, yeah, been it's gonna be good, I think. I don't know. It does. Uh, you, you, presumably, you're gonna have to get used to used to it though. Yeah, that's that's the one thing that I'm a little bit nervous about, but obviously, it will just come in time. Um, is not his second nature to take my hand off the steering wheel you know especially if it goes sideways a little bit or if i want to go up a gear you know for example and, and it's second nature just reach across and now i won't have to do that but it will allow me to to focus my attention on other things like maybe breaking deeper into a corner and you know when the car's a little bit loose i won't have to worry about taking my hand off to going to grab a gear i can keep my hands on the steering wheel and, and just push it a little bit further through the loose spots so you know, um, I'm excited to go and try it out. It's going to be, it's going to be good, and hopefully, we'll see the lap times come down a little bit more. So there you go. That's it. Is that we're now going to see a quicker putty and monster RX7 out there. That's what we're going to see. Interestingly, I see that the, the gear stick still and it moves as you're doing the, the paddle bits, doesn't it? The big massive. Yeah, it does. I can still shift manually, um, and what it does is it's basically an, uh, an air actuated ram. Um, that's attached to the gear stick and it's just basically pulling it forwards and backwards for me um so yeah i can still change manually or i can grab a button um and it will it will all do the same thing so uh, (laughs) it should be a lot of fun hopefully I love it. There'll be plenty of that doing. As soon as I finish here, I'm like darting off, as you know, to uh, to go and commentate on some more sim racing, which, of course, a lot of them are doing the uh, either that yeah. or the shifters there and, you know, more and more. So it's funny. Like, all my mates, all my mates take the piss out of me because I'm on the sim racing with a, with a paddle shift. I'm absolutely useless at it. And oh. now we've gone the RX-7. It's going to go one of two ways, that's for sure. Um, That'll be interesting. <laughs> so you'll be trying practicing it a lot more on the sim then, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, I love this. Is that Ilse has even said we had to respray the front of Henry after a race following Steve? <laughs> no way! Oh, that makes me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's fine. You didn't take her off, so she'd still love that. Uh, I love this. Chris Mason, Medical Army. Um, if it's spare, can you drop the LS7 into the LDV rescue unit, please? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to put it in the back, but yeah, sure. No <laughs> that would be good. I remember the vans that they did with a few things. Uh, as I suspected, is that people got excited by that, is that Tim Perry says a catering with an LS7 engine. Wow, would love to see that. Definitely. Um, and he's also said, I remember your paddock interview where you mentioned that, Ilsa. So she, he, there's plenty of us remember her getting the singed nose from uh, from the back of your car. <laughs> yeah. Right. Let's have a have a quick look. They're, they've loved the fact that you uh, you did go and do that. So they're thanking you for for getting the car started. So thanks <laughs> for that, mate. Uh, you even not only got an awesome, but you got a kiss from Matt Coyle as well. There you go. Don't get many of them. <laughs> Don't set the coats on fire, doors, you legend. It's nothing to do with me. Um, but here's an interesting one. is that Emma Strawford, obviously from the family at Coombe. Uh, hi, Emma. Uh, bet your neighbours love you. <laughs> yeah, no, we um, yeah, we don't like each other. That's for oh, sure. Fair. <laughs> and this has just gone out live. So, uh, you know. Yeah. Even... <laughs> we, we, do, we, we, we keep it down. Like We don't do anything after 6 p.m., 7 p.m., something like that. Obviously, tonight was a little bit different. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, we tried to have a bit of respect. So. 
but at the end of the day, not doing anything wrong either. So no, exactly, and, and you'll, you'll blame me, I'm sure, anyway. So that's fine. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, even further afield, Nigel Forrest from up at Alton Park. That sounds evil. He absolutely loved that. Have you have you taken that round Alton Park? Alton Park. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Once or twice. Um, that was way back in the day um, when it was a relatively standard car, um, and that was with the Euro Saloons actually. Um, yeah. Very good track. Quite narrow. You know, it's it suited the car at the time. I think now I might struggle a little bit with the slow corners, but. Mm. Um, I'd like to go back there for sure. I, I've, I've missed branching out and going further afield. Um, so uh, hopefully you might be able to get back there next year or something, maybe. Yeah, I'd love to see it around there. And uh, But it's it's a challenging circuit, that, so it'll be interesting. Yeah. Tim, we're picking up on the name thing. Tim Perry always calls her Beastie, but I like this one, is that Matt Coyle says, call her Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> watch, watch it. Uh, what's the programme called now? I can't remember what it's called. Tiger uh, King. Tiger King, yeah. Watch Tiger King if you don't know. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, good to see you joined us, Peter Miles. Evening, gents. Apologies for late arrival. Hope you're both well. We are, and we were here on time. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> yeah, Pete. Pete, Pete's an amazing bloke. MD of uh, Forge Motorsport. Yeah. Um, insane. We were literally um, probably a year into me started to race. Um, sent Pete an email. And uh, and he was on board with the project, and and we've been really close ever since, and quite grateful to be an ambassador of Forge Motorsport and, and and everything they do. They've got a massive, massive, you know, footprint in the whole motorsport world. You know, from British touring cars over to the Time Attack boys. You know, the likes of Huxley and Bagsy in the drift world, and you know, and then they've got Forge America and Asia, and they're just they're just smashing it at the moment. You know, absolutely amazing bunch of blokes it's like a nice massive family in that in the factory they're, they're quality awesome they are yeah he's another one that hates it when i come walking over with a microphone on the uh, on the forge action day but it's got to be done <laughs> you know it <laughs> but i think it's just such a perfect mix that, you know that, that you got you guys complement each other so so well you just see it at the action days from the outside is it's just such a good Good partnership. Thank you, Tim Perry. I knew somebody would. And Peggy Spackman as well uh, from uh, Slip and Grip. Actually, uh, Rectorcell. Um, so Rectorcell, <laughs> Barris. Thank you. And Mike Skelton's done it. I told you that, that, that they would. I appreciate it, guys. Oh, goodness me. It's lit up with it, actually, to be honest with you. There's absolutely loads of them that have said it. Oh, what's going on? I've... Right. That's not what I wanted to do. Hang on. Let me just <laughs> let it refresh. There's so many comments coming in that I've been neglecting. That, uh, yeah, really. Yeah, we got uh, uh, just absolutely loads of them saying Jed, Jed Dor, Jake Cox. Um, yeah, Jamie Peters Ennis, great comment is that that's why Elsa is an eagle. She hunts down her prey, then pounces. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't get married me that time. That's why she got a burnt bumper. Yeah, exactly. She's <laughs> insane. Uh, uh, look at that. Your sister, presumably, therefore, is, is watching as well. Get on, bro. Yeah. I do. She never. She never goes on Facebook. That's a. That's a good thing, isn't it? It is. You see, you dragged her on there, and she said, "Where's my dad? We haven't seen him yet, have we? He hasn't appeared." I'll go, I'll go, I'll, I'll go grab him in a second. Yeah, good man. Um, there's an interesting question. I don't know whether there is an answer to this. We know it will never be for sale, and no doubt has had a fortune spent on it. But what price would you put on that beast behind you? You know, it's it's what everyone anyone's willing to pay for it. Really, <clears throat> um, I mean, the, the price of 
cars at the moment is going through the roof you know i just i recently seen an r34 skyline gtr going for like 100 grand you know there's stock rx7s going for 40 grand these days it's just nuts it's whatever anyone wants to pay for it really i think old man rivers here where is he he is he is <laughs> as soon as soon as his word you're going to start talking about prices and that he's straight yeah, in, look. I'm get into hello mate. mate how you doing yeah good yeah good thanks the public have been calling for you, mate, so uh, we yeah. had to get you in. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Nice to see you. I'm impressed. I, I mean, I, I know it's Steve that's behind the wheel, but as Steve was also saying, is that the amount of work you do and the knowledge that you bring to it, the creativity and, and sort of keep moving it is just immense. You must be missing that. I know you've just done the paddle shift bit, but yeah. to actually be getting out there with it, yeah, I mean, I, I was I was bored, and we we decided to to do something <laughs> to the car, and and uh, this has kept me busy for six weeks. You know, uh, now we've got to train him to use it, though. I know that's, that's <laughs> what I'm worried about. I mean, we I only got it finished probably a day or two ago. Um, it's a Geotronics kit, and uh, Neil Wallace um, he's been giving me some brilliant advice on how to fit it and and tune it and that. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to change the car and. And of course, um, the cost was negated by uh, by saying to the wife that it makes the car safer because Steve's got two hands on the steering wheel, <laughs> so she don't mind. <laughs> Ten and two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're looking forward to using it with uh, with the car. And we're looking forward to seeing what the times are going to be, assuming he's going to practice it enough on the sim between now and then the paddle shift changes. But yeah. uh... <laughs> I, don't, I don't play games. I don't have a sim or anything, so Your I'll, best I'll, take, I'll take it the motorway a few times. I'll be able to figure it out then. Be yeah, <laughs> but we're going to try and do a test, uh, a test afternoon or a test morning up at Coombe at some point before we start racing, just to get the up to sort of race speed with it as well. Cool. No, I love the sound of that. And you must have liked uh, the answer that we were getting from Steve there, Chris, where we, um, Jed was asking, you know, fine, it's not for sale or anything, but what price would you put on it? And, and your answer, Steve, was exactly what I hear all the time. Although, ironically, you've said something that isn't said all the time, is that there's two phrases in racing. Every race car is always for sale, and it's worth whatever someone's going to pay, pay for it. Well, you're only half of that because you've said, nope, we're not, we're not selling it. But equally, well, no. it's, it's worth whatever anybody's... I mean, if someone came in with a silly figure, then I guess you'd have to be, uh, uh, you know, open to it. Possibly silly figure, but I, <laughs> I've never considered selling it. Nah. You it's know. more than that, isn't it? I've seen <laughs> you guys. It's, it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's blood, sweat and tears and heart. Yeah, that's it. A lot of memories and that over the years. So yeah. we'll keep it. I mean, if Steve, if Steve bends it, we just, we just fix it and, and race again. You know, he's he bent it a couple of times, so, you know... <laughs> He's trying um, his best. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll never sell it. No, that's what I like to hear. Good man. And keep up the yeah. great work on it, mate. That's what we like to see. Uh, Steve Ilse has also said, I was only j joking, Steve. Please don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Bless her. So, uh, 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 Dave Rogers is get. He's obviously drinking the dilly dilly now because an LS7 in a C1. A C1, yeah, funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Intriguing question, Chris Mason, uh, Medic Army. Steve, do you fancy driving something like an LMP1 or an LMP2? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I went to. I've, I've been to. All right, cool. <laughs> in a bit. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I've, I've went. To, I've been down to Le Mans two times, three times. 
Um, insane equipment, like really is next level. Um, and yeah, of course, who wouldn't want to drive one of those, you know? I, not to say that I could drive it. That's probably out of my talent scope. But um, yeah, I think <laughs> I think it would be a, an insane opportunity if it did arrive, that's for sure. And it's a shame that the P3s as well, because uh, I was commentating on them for uh, for the last couple of years um, as part of the GT Cup package. And they were just awesome. Very agriculture, agricultural in their design rather than high tech. But phenomenal pieces of kit. But sadly, it kind of has petered out a little bit. So the LMP1s, LMP2s. Is there anything else? And it might be a question that'll come up in a bit. Have you got one thing that is like <coughs> the absolute bee in your bonnet that you would give anything to have a go in? Um, yes, DTMs. Really? The, the DTM championship is what I've always loved. Um, and that's what I would like to have a crack in, you know. Um, yeah, I think that is, that is for me, that is what this is all about. We take a little bit of influence from the DTMs with the, the aero package that we, we mocked up on the car. And um, yeah, I just, I just love it. It's, uh, it's like, like touring cars on steroids. I think it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, because weren't they were up in sort of like uh, F1 budgets with those DTMs, weren't yeah. they, allegedly? Yeah. Phenomenal. What, uh, fit- running like the, Merc, the Merc guys running that, the old V8, V10s on throttle bodies and that, and just screaming to like 10,000 RPM. Like, that's <laughs> what I'm all about, 100%. That answers what I was probably going to say, yeah. is that was the Merc your favourite then? Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was from that. I love it. Um People are guessing 750 brake horsepower for your car, but we won't uh, uh, say that. Um, <laughs> Peter Miles is saying, thank you, Peter. Appreciate that. Uh, putty and uh, love to Putty and all at Castle Coombe, and I'm sure they'll do the same again. Now, I've got to read this one because this is a long message. <laughs> I have no idea what that person's going on about, so I'll ignore them. <laughs> I have no idea. We're, we're trading, apparently. Um, and, and obviously, uh, as soon as your dad come in, people are saying hi to all of that. So that's great to see. Now, if we didn't think this guy was cool enough with the, um, uh, the, the beast of a car we see behind there, let's have a look at something else. Now, I've got to uh, try and uh, manage this, and I'm hoping that this is going to, uh, to work Okay, let me just bring. Oh, I've got to say as well, mate. I know you sent me this today. It is an outstanding soundtrack as well, isn't it? This. It is, yeah. <laughs> right. Let me bring this up. This is something else that Mr. Putt does as well. Let's have a look. Hopefully, it should come up now. Hope, uh, bear with me if this uh, this video is a little bit uh, a little bit jumpy, but hopefully it will work. Okay, let's move that up to the top. That is just awesome stuff there. And uh, I'm going to now quickly bring up that as well. <laughs> Let me 
absolutely uh, go back to, to bring us in as well. Steve, I mean, that yeah. is you yeah. in there as well, isn't it? It is, it <laughs> yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> Thundercat Racing, as we call it, and that is obviously your company, Elite Racing, uh, uh, blasted down the side of there. I mean, that is just incredible stuff to do. And it's taking you around the world. I was very... I, I kind of nearly fell out with you when I saw you going over to the Maldives for this, Steve. I must be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the boat race is so much fun. So much fun. My business partner and longtime friend is the pilot who's steering and throttle man at the back. And um, yeah, we race all around the country. We've done it for a couple of years now. Um, the boats weigh nothing, like 80 kilos. You just pick it up, walk it up the beach, put it down the beach in the water. Um, we run 50 horsepower, two-stroke engines on the back, and you reach speeds of about 60 miles an hour. And they're designed to race in the surf. So, you know, you, you start on the beach, you run to the boat, get in the boat, start the engine, and you have to go power your way all through the, um, the waves. And, um, yeah, we were lucky enough to get invited to the Maldives for the World Championships um, in November this year. No, sorry, last year. Um, well, that was cool, but there was no waves over there. It was nice and flat. And it was obviously we're in shorts, and it was mm. nice and warm. And yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, what an opportunity! That was that's nuts. Um, hopefully, we'll be allowed to go back again. Um, <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. It'd be awesome, wouldn't it? You know. But again, it's just <clears throat> just started out as a bit of, of a bit of a laugh and a bit of fun, and you know, and then again, we started doing all right at it and winning a few things, and we're the only people that build our engines as well. Um, and and you know we port them and stuff as well and tune them up and up and you know they're quick yeah i mean again just that's me hanging out, me hanging out. <laughs> oh that's you hanging out the side is it that's just yeah so my, my job at the my job at the front of the boat is because they're so light and they don't weigh anything they're designed to fly um and you're supposed to have something like an inch or two inches of boat in the water when you go in a straight line but obviously when you want to come around a corner it'll just either flip or barrel roll um and so my job is to run to the front of the boat get the nose in the water and dig it in so that the boat will turn if i don't do that it will just keep going in a straight line that's i mean that just sounds incredible i mean I, I was in my head i was like going oh that sounds like bike and sidecar but it's even more because you've got to go charge into the front of the boat and everything yeah. and, and keep it dug in where did you learn to do that then did they actually <coughs> was there somewhere that teaches you this no, not really. I mean, um, Lewis, the, the pilot of the boat there, he bought one as a toy. Um, and so it was in our friend group that there was one around and we all like have a play in it and whatever like that. And then um, the opportunity arose and we, we did our, our licenses in order to race. And it's similar to the odds test where you have instructional videos, you have a bit of a test, you have a practical exam as well, and they monitor whether you're safe to race or not. And so that you pick up a lot of tips there. And then our first race was um, Watergate Bay and it was like 15 foot swell and we just got absolutely destroyed. Um, and then, but then it's the same as any racing when you're in the paddock and you're talking to other teams and other racers, you pick up tips and, and stuff along the way. And then, and then you build your, yourself from there, I guess, you know, there's not, I don't think there's ever anywhere in any racing you can just go to and learn how to do it. You know, and the same goes for cars as well. It's just, it's all about, the camaraderie of, of everyone involved and everyone sharing tips because it, it is there's a lot of pe lot of boats in one race isn't there yeah i mean it, we can go anywhere up to something like 25 boats into one race um 
and and it's it's a non-contact but yeah you do you do knock each other about um i mean in in um, it, it's easy to get it to get it wrong you know a boat won't drift like a car wheel if you do understeer or under oversteer in a car the boats won't do that they'll skip and then they'll bite so when they bite you're either upside down or you're going 180 degrees in the other direction and you take the guy's head off that's next to you um so uh, and that happened in the moldies actually the guys um stuck one of the props down right down one of the tubes of another racer that they were next to and the guy was sat on that side and they could you could see um like a slit where the prop had sliced the boat in half and the guy's head was three inches away from where that would have been what they would have done wow um, and it's, i mean it's a bit sketchy but i mean that's why you race isn't it i guess yeah i mean it is the the, the buzz of it isn't it i mean and unlike the uh, the old what they the old f1 speed boats where you're in the cockpit at yeah. least with these you're 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 free and you're you're thrown clear and and you know live to fight another day type thing but yeah, for sure. how long <laughs> have you been doing that for um i think we've done we've done three seasons with that now um and we were going to do a couple of rounds this year or do the season this year sorry um but obviously the first two races got postponed like any other race um championship so we're hoping that they let us go in july um because the first race then in july is plymouth which is my home race um and then that would be a nice little start back up sort of race that would be good um, I, I agree i miss living down there after doing uh, several years down there for uni it's a it's a great place and i bet it's a good view of it um taylor norton will you be doing uh classic touring car racing club thunder saloons this year if we get racing i will be hopefully um yeah, my like I said, my plan was to do the Donington round, the um, Silverstone round, and the Brands round of the Thunders. Um, that's now obviously changed because of the lockdown. So we'll have to reassess the, um, the calendar, see what's now being rescheduled, or, or or what a new race might be. And we'll, I think we'll have to reschedule our entire diary for this year. So um, who knows? It's, summertime is my busy time of work as well. So. I've also got a factor of that into it, so we'll, we'll have to just see. Is it still going to be, do you know, for you, busy uh, time? Yeah, I mean, I should be busy enough, hopefully. And then, I don't know. Well, it's, like it's you anyway. say, is that people were getting out now. It's their way of getting out, is out on the boat, I guess, with all the gaps around them. It is. And it, we, the problem is now is that no one's been able to get to their boat for six or six weeks, seven weeks, however long it's been. And now they've just been given the green light and there's nice weather, everyone's just going, right, charge. And it's like a fleet, like an army fleet going out of the harbour at eight o'clock in the morning. Really? So soon enough, they're all going to start breaking down because no one's had a look at it since, you know, last year. So um, I'm expecting to be really busy, which is going to have a knock-on effect to all my hobbies and racing as well. So unfortunately, that comes first. And then hopefully towards the end of the year, I can get back out in the car, get back out on the boat and, and do all the fun stuff absolutely uh elliot harris anything with an engine putty absolute sends it go on lad true that's <laughs> why i had to show you that stuff and i love <laughs> gerald's comment as well he says do you ever get bored the answer is no even yesterday i saw a fabulous photo of steve uh actually getting out in the water at last so i was very envious of being out in the water in your uh, uh i think it was a wetsuit rather than a dry suit wasn't it it's not yeah it was, yeah. yeah it's warm enough for a wet now um yeah. And they're snorkel and beer. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's got to be done. Like that. 
it's got to be done uh i like this comment as well uh ad mutram my seven-year-old daughter absolutely loves quote the blue car with the fire i'm a proud daddy as with most crews at whom steve has always been very happy to chat thanks guys and you do steve i've got to give you credit that i know we joke about me for example coming with the mic but you you know how it's got to go and you do interact with the people that want to speak yeah 100 percent, and um I'm sure I can't, I can't see the picture. I'm pretty sure that she sat in the driver's seat of the car, actually. But um, yeah, I, I remember what it was like when I was growing up, when I was a kid, and just being like super hyped on engine noises or shiny things, and like, and just if you're allowed to sit in it, I mean, <laughs> like just sitting in the car and having a yap and that, like, I, I'm just like everyone else, so why not? Um, you know, and in fact, people do it to me. Like I was, I was at the GT race last year, and um, the guys that run the Lamborghini Hurricanes, <clears throat> and um, we was having barbecue one evening, and they they came over and they was yapping about the car and then yapping about the Lambos, and they were like, "Do you want to sit in it?" And I was like, another seven year old girl, and I was like, "Yes, yes, please, yes." And I was sat in this Lambo, and I was like, "This is insane!" <laughs> and that's you know that's what everyone else is wanting to have. So there you go it, it is i mean it's part of open doors training when i work with sports people is to, to, to sort of because it, it's it's not normally arrogance from people it's that you you just see that you're there doing a hobby you're doing something i enjoy and you don't think of it past that and you forget that no you're being put up on a pedestal from the people around the spectator banks whether they're petrol heads and they're loving the car, whether they're just loving the gladiators that are out there doing this incredible racing. And so I always say, interact and, and remember back to when you were a kid. Now, it's great because you do exactly that. It's another reason why all of this list of sponsors, the likes of Forge, they know that it's not just an amazing car. They've got this package. And the reason why I'm saying this, Steve, is that I also know it doesn't actually come naturally to you. You, you always kind of go, oh, Chris, you have to come up with a mic because you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're you, you're you're like an enigma because you're a, you're an extroverted uh, introvert. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one. I don't I don't necessarily like to be center of attention or anything like that. But then I just I'm just enjoying myself and and, and what we've got going on. And and if if everyone else is on board with that, then bang on, that's fine. I don't mind. You know, join exactly. the team. Exactly. No, that, that's why it's a worthwhile point and a lot to be learned from that in general uh great photographer and there was a photograph of chris's i watched a nick from facebook <laughs> yeah. earlier of, it, of you going along with the flames coming out it's brilliant chris absolutely awesome photo uh, and he said great photo too and he also says um apologies if it's already been said uh are you going to be back in the carsacum gt cup when we're allowed to resume i'd love to get some more photos of that beast on track <laughs> the hope is isn't it steve yeah it is you know um the the gt finals is always a good round um so i think that's going to be a definite um and then if i can squeeze in another one or two before that then we'll, we'll try um so yeah i think still there's no restrictions lifted at the moment so who knows you know this could end up getting extended so we don't want to you know jump to any conclusions just now but yeah i think i think i'll be back out for sure this year in the gt 
again, the other sort of potential caveat to that is uh, is business suddenly sort of pulling you over that way, which, you know, let's be honest, that would be a nice problem to have in the grand scheme of things. Everybody's struggling yeah. to, to make ends meet at the minute. So that will, you know, fingers crossed, that would be good. Uh, AD that we were just chatting to about with the seven-year-old daughter, she, he said that she, yes, mate, she has sat in your thing, although that's his son that's in the photo. <laughs> to be fair for you, that's going to be like a tiny little photo. <laughs> but... You're absolutely right. She has done. So fingers crossed, though, we'll get you back out there. We get to see that beast out. We get to see you enjoying it, action days, down race days. And I think that that kind of sums it all up, really, for us at the minute. We, we miss you out on track, mate. Uh, we missed you last year being out there. So it'd be good to see you back out. It's good to see you and the family are doing well, though, mate. And uh, and learn how to do the paddle shifts. Yeah, no, it will do. It's nice to have a chat and not be grabbed at the side of the pit lane but no <laughs> <laughs> you know i'll uh, keep doing it though <laughs> yeah i know you will, mate. <laughs> uh, hopefully we can get back out there and we can all continue doing what we love to um yeah let's just uh sit tight and wait for this to blow over and uh, keep building stuff in the meantime absolutely please do that mate it's been an absolute pleasure clearly everybody has enjoyed it i'm going to put you in the green room so hang fire there for a minute if you need to leg it off to the loo while i wrap up that's fine but we'll chat after after no everything um, as to Thank be expected, you. Matt Coyle saying spirit of Coombe. He keeps sending you kisses, mine, Matt, doesn't he? He's, he's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, and Tim Perry from the Orange Army. Can't wait to see you back at Coombe Party. Thank you for coming on Coombe TV. And absolutely, 100%, Steve. I appreciate it, mate. Um, and, yeah, no, and thank, thank you very you much. So much. No worries, mate. You take it steady. So I will now put you down the bottom and we'll catch up with you soon, Putty. See you later. So that was uh, Steve Putt. I knew he'd be good. Great value for money. What an absolute legend. All of you unsurprisingly saying that it's great to see him. Can't wait to be back at Coombe. I agree. And it, Gerald, I agree. Real cool dude, isn't he? He really is uh, the absolute Don Juan de Marco, as they say. Um, it has been a pleasure to, to have you here with us again for episode 16. Episode 17 is on Wednesday. And I can confirm that we're going single-seaters this time. We've got Luke Cooper the 2018 champion. He's coming to join us. We'll talk about single-seaters. We'll talk about... Um, we might even get his dad on to talk about the history because, of course, Alan's been involved for a long time, but I don't know. Also, all the karting and all the different things that are running at Castle Coombe, we can have a chat about what's going to happen there. Don't forget, of course, they do run Arrive and Drive karting championships there as well. So we'll be able to catch up on all of those bits and pieces on Wednesday. After that, I've got to work out what we're doing because uh, from the week after, I'm actually being paid to commentate on some stuff every Wednesday for seven weeks running. And so I've got to look at what we're going to do, whether we're going to lose the midweek show. Um, feel free to, to have your comments if that's going to be OK or if you kind of go, no, we want the midweek fixed. We could then look at Tuesdays or Thursdays and just try and work something out. Because it's such a pleasure to see you all enjoying this. And, and, and I still hope that we're doing our bit to keep you entertained and bringing on some fabulous guests. We're still looking at the idea of doing something um, on Monday, Bank Holiday Monday, that's going to be a stretched out thing um, to sort of almost replace the, the racing day. Bear with us because it's not definite yet because, you know, things are starting to move. People at the circuit are busy. Um, uh, I'm still busy with, with whether it's uh, media related stuff, open doors training uh, with my remote training for, for all of that stuff as well. But we're looking at the idea of doing something that we can all engage lots of you on for sort of short periods of time and things like that. Let's see. Let's see what we're going to do. But listen, in the meantime, stay safe, stay sane. 
and go out now a little bit more, but please still be sensible. We don't want to go passing this all around. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, guys, and we'll catch up with you very soon. <laughs>